listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It's an absolutely gorgeous Thursday afternoon. We are outside underneath the white tent here in front of Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. Gus Kattengill with you. Stop on by, have a little lunch. It's awesome. No wind, so it's nice and cool outside. Trying to enjoy right, the weather as much as you can. Before it gets too hot, and now it's not too cold. Either way, the Pelicans yesterday were nice and warm inside the Smoothie King Center, led by C.J. McCollum, who started out shooting the ball well. We'll get into that here in a little bit. As we want to hear from you, Pels fans, Jim Eichenhofer, 1230, will be joining us to talk a little bit about that game and the upcoming slate. Game one without Zion Williamson, 21 games now before you get to the All-Star break. Not saying he's going to miss Soloway into that, but three weeks. Put some most of January here as well. So the All-Star break's in February, as you know, and we will see how the team is and where it's at. Going into action tonight, Pelicans with that window, 119-108, a half game out of first place. Denver, Memphis tied on top of the Western Conference. Dallas, Saturday's opponent. Pelicans two games up on them. They're two and a half back of first. Pels a half game back. Tomorrow, the Brooklyn Nets. They lost at Chicago last night. And that's not a 12-game winning streak. That game's already a sellout yesterday. A sellout as well against the Houston Rockets. A sellout. So that was sellout number 10. Tomorrow will be sellout number 11 to give you an idea of the type of um, support the team is getting. And, I mean, that just, that's something that probably wouldn't have happened in the past, right? Zion's out for three weeks. No problem. We'll see you at the Smoothie King Center. Sold out. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Uh, crazy time. Not, not used to that. Not used to that, right? For sure. Coming up at 1.30, Ben Heisler will take a look at the games this weekend. Coming up in the NFL, it is the final week. So much still at stake. Not mainly as much as, um, playoff positioning, but, you do have well, positioning, rather, not how many uh, in terms of how many teams can still get in and on the action, uh, but also seating when it comes to the NFL and the AFC and the NFC and who's going to do what. Uh, we'll go over that here as well. Chef Scotty's going to join us at some point this afternoon after another doctor's appointment. John Forquet is going to stop by for lunch. He's getting uh, rotator cuff surgery. I forgot. I lost track of how many surgeries he now has. I think it's 22, maybe 23, 24. I don't know. It, it's a bunch. That is for sure. Those are your guests today. The Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline will be open the rest of the show. Want to hear a lot from you here as well. The Saints did go back to practice. We'll go over the injury report as well. Yesterday... The focus, as you would expect, it wasn't just the Saints. All the teams went back to work, right? In terms of that's normally the, the work week of practice is, it starts on Wednesday. And DeMar Hamlin, the latest update, fantastic. Um, I saw earlier this morning that he's awake, holding hands with his family. He's recovering. 
So still not out of the woods, but much better news this morning than yesterday morning, much less the night before. So that's fantastic. But it was absolutely on the minds of everyone around the NFL yesterday. And that was a, a major topic all the way around not only the league, but on airline drive as well. Dennis Allen opened up his media availability making those statements. You know, really still has a heavy heart in terms of what's going on with DeMar Hamlin um, fighting for his life in, in Cincinnati. Um, obviously, our thoughts and prayers of our entire organization are with him, his family, um, the Bills, really the entire uh, football league. Um, you know, what, what our guys go through um, and what they put their bodies through to play this game and to chase their dreams is, um, you know, really important. And, and uh, when you see something like this, it just reminds you how fragile um, – Life is, and, and it reminds you that, you know, everybody that's involved in this is, um, you know, although there's a lot that goes into this game, uh, we're all humans here, and, and um, I think that's where our thoughts should be. Now, a lot was made about quarterback Andy Dalton also being a part of the many, many thousands of people and organizations and teams that have supported the GoFundMe page for Hamlin, which he was trying to get the 2500 It's a toy drive for kids. And he's, it's been up for two years, and he couldn't get the 2500 When I checked last night, it was $6.6 million is where it was. Andy Dalton contributed. He and his wife and his family contributed to that as well, and he gave his reasoning. I think this has been something that I have personally been affected by. Um especially with it happening to a Bills player, the Bills fan base, and um, just a lot of people that support of Buffalo have donated to my foundation through a win. Now, this is something completely different. This is a tragedy that something happened, and so one, ways to show, one way to show our support is we wanted to give back, I mean, in the way that we can, and... I think the outpouring of support that not only he has received from people in the NFL, his family has received, it's just from, I mean, really the entire country. I mean, shows that this is so much bigger than the game of football and the impact that football can have on so many different communities, so many different lives. And so that's just a small thing that we can do during this time is just to show our support that, um, our prayers are with him and his family and that's not one thing that we just say a thoughts and prayers is a word and term that a lot of people use but the power of prayer is real and I know one thing for my family, me, JJ, even my, my kids we've been on our knees praying for his health and praying for him and his family the Bills organization everybody in Cincinnati and so many people that were involved with this this thing. And so um, the donation is small, but um, we're really thinking about him and praying that he's going to push through with, with everything. John 4K now joins us here. Sir and I kind of teased and joked a little bit about the 
the upcoming <laughs> surgery that you're going to have here. But, again, that, that's part of, you know, playing in the game and things of that nature. And we can chuckle about it. Right. You know, we can – I mean, it's been something that you've had to go through a lot of different surgeries. And, obviously, it's a reminder of, I guess, the toll a body does take in playing football. And it's understandable, and you understand that. And Andy Dalton touched on it. We They know they can get hurt and all that. But Monday was different, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a difference between someone out there getting hurt, like an ankle or or, or knee, or, or even what I have to do, or through a shoulder. But when it's your your heart, you you, you basically, I hate to say, it, it seems he dropped dead on the field right there, and they, yeah. and they revived him. That's totally a different scenario from you know orthopedic type stuff. And granted, orthopedic type stuff can be pretty bad off. Uh, down the rear, look at Alex Smith when he had his his leg and yep. almost amputated it. So you don't know uh, what these players go through from a standpoint of when you do get hurt. You first, you got to you know well what was hurt and how was hurt. And in this case, it's the guy's you know heart. Uh, he stopped beating. So you know I was listening to a, a, a couple guys talking. One of them, Danny Canal, made a comment in regards to how and people need to know this that all NFL players get stuff helpful like Danny said like when he got done playing they only took care of for five years after I got done playing they didn't take a bit of time to take care of all of us the players and stuff times have changed finances are changing Mm -hmm. but just look at this scenario now you know not everybody can have a twisted ankle and you you milk the system and they have people that did this but in cases like you know your heart you know catastrophic type situation the league needs to step up to it because we as players, former players, take a pounding to beat. And we understand what we're getting into, but everybody else in this situation has to understand uh, this guy could have died on the field. And, and, and so what needs to be done going forward right. and, and for a, players? In a league especially that literally just signed a contract for the Sunday package for $2 billion. <laughs> you know, <it's>, you know <laughs> you, 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 when you first sat down, when I first sat down, you, you, you made a comment about, God, he's only was trying to raise 2500 And I'm yeah. thinking, 2500 why didn't you just take it out of your pocket right. and do it? Maybe, why didn't some other players step? He could have hit right. 2500 in a day at the office, walked into one of these players. Well, you know, again, he's one of the younger, at. newer players and things of that nature. And, but what's incredible, you look at it, and the total is now $7 million. million. Two hundred and fifty-two thousand eight hundred and fifty, and there's a list of top donors. Jim Irsay and the Colts put in twenty-five thousand. Toys coming for that. And three, yep. um, Sheets Laundry Club twenty-five thousand and three. Wow. Robert Kraft and the Patriots eighteen thousand and three. Um, Matthew Stafford put up twelve thousand. The Browns ten thousand and three. New Era Cap ten thousand and three. The Texans ten thousand and three. Sean McVay ten thousand. Russell and Sierra Wilson, 10,000. Tom Brady, 10,000. And it goes on and on and on. I mean, singers like Luke Bryan put in five. It, it goes on. But you've seen, uh, you know, Devontae Adams, 5,000. The Commanders, 5,000. You're seeing pretty much everybody right. put in something. And, and I guess this is kind of one of those feelings, too, where you want to feel that you're, you're helping or you're doing something to, to show support and something like that. It, and, you know, people might look at it like, well, man, you're giving money, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, but it's it's look he's he, he didn't beg foot he twenty five hundred right raised some toys and these people who are out there everybody who's donating right it, it, it's 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 you know it's not going to his pocket obviously it's 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 going to to a good cause down right. the road and and it just goes to show you the respect that people present themselves when 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 
catastrophe has, happens or yeah. I mean you, you see it not just in this you, you see just a person of nature something goes wrong you hear the story behind it and then people come to help out well, that's just what happened here it wasn't that the, the guy needed it but he, it, it was his charity and, and people are stepping up to show how they can help him through his charity right one way of support uh, for that but Incredible story on that, but again, it wasn't just the Saints. So many players talking about that in coaches yesterday as well um, on that aspect of it. And, you know, to, to the point that Andy Dalton was touching on, too, is like, look, I, you, you do know, and you would just expressed it, too, you, you know what you're signing up for and do it. That's just different. You know I mean? It, I'm sure you've been on the field and you heard somebody really hurt themselves with an ankle or knee or something, and I, I'm sure they're, they're not laughing. You no, know, so, I mean, you can tell when someone's injured or not. Uh, this was Andy had to say. You never want to see it get to that point. You know, we know the risks that we take playing this game. Um, but when you see a life and death situation during this game, it makes you take a step back and, and think about everything. I think it's something that everybody can do. Obviously, it's a freak accident that nobody expects going to happen. But um, I think one thing that it's done, I think everybody sees the humanity in this game of the players and what, you know, the unfortunate possibility of what can happen with playing this game. And I think that's something that's been a topic, right? I mean, it is. about the fact that, you know, they, they didn't play the game and Zach Taylor yesterday saying that, you know, it was the head coach of the Bills saying, hey, look, I, I feel like i got to go to the hospital. i got to go be there with my team and things of that nature. It, I, look, again, I, the only thing I can equate to ever been in a situation like that, it was unfortunate when Devin Walker got injured for Tulane. I was mm-hmm. the sideline reporter, and I remember that very clearly. And I was talking to Todd about that yesterday um, over at, at the you know at, at the, at the arena before the Pels game. I, I have no idea how Tulane played that the game the second half. I mean, they played. And you can well, see well, it. I mean, they, people were just the, the, the your head's not in it. You're right. you're thinking of it. I remember what normally is a back and forth conversation in the minivan that we had to the airport, the flight home. I mean, just you're you're leaving somebody. It just it was a very it's something I'll never forget. And I could understand what what happened well, Monday as to why see, p- the, players the, couldn't play. The I mean, thing I, the thing Monday or not just Monday in all like. Other events, the Tulane young man. Here's he, he the scenario: When a guy gets hurt, and you got all the football players out there, and the ambulance comes on, get past history has shown that guys go off. You know, majority of them are taken off with a stretcher, taken off, and they leave. Well, players are all feeling like, okay, he's you know, he's he's, he's gonna be okay. That's what because it, it's been that. I mean, the percentage for all the players who have left off the field and, and, and gave the thumbs up or came back or whatever it may be, uh, from an injury standpoint. But when you're playing a ball game at that point, they say, okay, you're taking your five, ten minutes, you take the guy off, you put him in right. a stretch, you take an ambulance, he goes off, you give you a few more minutes, you regroup, you go play football. Well, they're thinking he's okay. You know, he's going to be okay, he's fine. Nobody's getting any word back that, you know, he's, you know, he, 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 but 
but the scenario in this one was different because of the fact that they brought the the, the heart uh, shockers to bring him back yeah. and his CPR on the field. That's the difference of when a guy goes down and he's down in the field 15, 20 minutes, they stabilize in his neck and put it, he gets on the stretcher, he gets it and he gives the thumb up or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. sign he The old he thumbs gets. up, yeah. Right, so I'm that's for the season, but I'm okay. That's right. why you yeah. look at it differently and the guys wouldn't play. In this scenario, when when they look at him on the field, they doing that, cutting his shirt off, ripping yeah. everything off, getting him. That's made it differently. There was no way they could have played that football. Well, the game, reaction you know. of the Bills players, right, I right. Mean, just sobbing. Right. Like I said, I I was there. It it was yeah. tough to speak. The only thing I come close to me is the fact that you know I wasn't there, but the Chucky Mullins at Ole Miss, we we heard it, we seen it, and everything, and and that that's another brutal thing that you don't want to happen. It's sort of like the young man yeah. at Tulane. So. Yep. John Forkade, Gus Cannigal out here with you. We're live at Francesca's by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria, 800-998-1003. Games will go on this weekend, lots of playoff scenarios. And is a coach still on the hot seat? Mike Greenberg thinks so, and it might help the Saints. I'll explain next on ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. LA 20-11133. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. The new year is here. Time for a change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand IT field with My Computer Career. In just months, already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Missing teeth can adversely affect speech, digestion, and how someone chews their food. Studies show that missing even a single tooth can lead to being self-conscious, feelings of depression, and low self-esteem. Tooth loss can negatively impact nutrition, as your diet may be limited to softer, often unhealthy foods. That's why dental implants are a long-term investment in your overall health. With implants, there are fewer diet restrictions, better bone preservation than dentures, and they won't affect neighboring teeth like bridges. Implants look and feel natural and can last for many years. Don't let missing teeth stop you from enjoying life. Make an informed decision. 
Properly placed dental implants can be a long-lasting solution for missing teeth when placed by the surgical experts. Your smile and health are too precious to trust to just anybody. Oral and maxillofacial surgeons are the trusted specialists, having undergone extensive education and training, making them the experts in face, mouth, and jaw surgery. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. It's the Sports Hangover. We are live over at Francesca. By Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. Stop on by, have a little lunch. I know, John, for Katie, you were... Um, a little hungry there. What did you point to the oh, yeah, meatball that, that, sub? That meatball sub. Mama Scott, Scott's mama. Mm. Yeah. Meatballs, marinara, mozzarella. Very good. Provo. Yes. Fresh Italian bread. Yes, yes, yes. I'm doing a salad again. Last time you said you did a salad. <laughs> I did. Then you had a whole plate of yes. onion rings. Yes. Then you took two boxes of pizza home with a dessert. Well, it wasn't for me. The small well, one box for Carver, and then I shared one with Joe Cardosi. Oh, why, why don't you just take the small one and let Carver and the wife have the big one? Because he's not going to eat the large. How do you know? Because I know. He's like a slicer. Too. Anna won't he's eat six. it? No. Anna, Anna can't eat cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but who, so, ate the, who ate the dessert? I, di- I didn't have dessert. <laughs> I, I don't do dessert. Carver had the chocolate cake. It was a good time last Thursday. I it was, bet it was. It was definitely a good time last Thursday. It was a good time over at the Smoothie King Center, John Forcade. Have you uh, gotten a chance to get out there? To the arena this year? I feel bad because I have uh, listened, watched them, mm-hmm. uh, followed them, do everything I can for them. Dude, opening a business is not fun. <laughs> it's not it fun is at brutal. all. brutal. Well, and, and I've got it done now. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm just waiting for the uh, health department to ch- check the last box. We got approved of it last night. Mm-hmm. Thank God they're going to send somebody out this upcoming week. And I should be open before next Friday. Tiny's got to handle all that. But listen, you know, Taylor works, my little handicapped nephew. Sure. My, my, my little, he's 30. Um, and he loves what he's doing there and he appreciates it. And he's always telling me about it. So he's going to hook me up when I'm able to get back out and go. And I definitely will go now with the three week deal with, uh, with, with Zion. Uh, I hope it ain't. Well, three weeks. Th- that was one of the things that you were, you know, worried about going into yep. the game. And look, and it's it's an understandable concern or worry just how this team is going to look. Well, they wasted no time in letting you know that they came to play. C.J. McCollum. McCollum, right wing three, online and down. That is a very good start for Trey Murphy. Now Murphy, deep right wing three. Yes. I mean, that thing rained down from the Raptors. Nothing but net. It was 14-6, then Trey Murphy. Bounce feed to Shengun and Lane. Bottled up by McCollum. Ball on the deck and taken by Marshall. Bounce feed up the four. Trey. Watch out, baby. Double clutch. Two-hand dunk. Fast break basketball for the Pelicans. And they got the 21-9. Alvarado. Three left-hand dribbles. Get it to Trey. Left angle three. He got it. So Trey Murphy, he's going to have to pick up the scoring as well in Zion's absence. C.J. McCollum again. Top C.J. Spot up three. Got it. McCollum is absolutely feeling it. He is in double figures. He has not missed. Ten points, four of four from the floor and two two from distance. 26-13. And then, uh, of course, 
One more. Well, about about one more three, huh? One more center three. circle, one on one with KPJ. Still dribbling. Chess it to Najee. Goes into the paint. Hook pass to CJ. Straight away three. There is your run stopper. Needed that bucket. And then um one of the things that was talked about after the game at Coach Willie Green on the win. I thought we set the tone from the start of the game. Um that makes that made a whole a big difference. Uh, you know, guys played together. Um, they played hard. We competed at a high level. We shared the ball. I thought our defense was was really solid for you know three and a half quarters maybe. Uh, but you know, we'll take the win and, and continue to learn from here. C.J. McCollum had a nice night last night. Again, leading the way. Had uh, this to say about the fact that this team knew what. It, it had to do, I guess, the mindset of being able to play without Brandon Ingram and Zion for a little bit. Well, just be aggressive. I'm trying to make sure my impact is felt um, early in games and then making sure I'm closing out games properly. Um, take care of the ball. I had a lot of turnovers this, this last month, so just being better with the ball, making sure I'm you know, making sure passes, pump faking, taking passes and make passes. But uh, I've been playing this game a long time, so I can adjust to different situations. Look, you, you had you had to get that one as uh, Chef Scotty joins us here now with John Forcade. You had to get that one, Scott, because it, it's an interesting stretch coming up. You're going to be on a road for about two weeks. The teams that you're going to be playing are pretty good. Brooklyn's coming in, having had their 12-game win streak broken last night, but they're playing really good basketball. You got Dallas on Saturday. Houston was at the bottom of the division, I mean, of the conference. That said, you saw, you saw in, in, in today's NBA – a 31-point lead get down to seven. Now, they didn't play like they played in the first half. That's why it got down to seven. But, man, a win is a win, and you got to get it. I was dis- I was disappointed that. Am I hooked up? Yeah. Yeah. You should be. I, Go ahead. I was disappointed that it didn't get down to seven because I took Houston. No, what? In the point. No yeah. way, dude. Come on. Come on. Well, I've been on a really call bad, me. Call me. And the last time you called me, we 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 did very well together. Yeah, I've I've been on a uh, losing. <laughs> a bit on a losing streak. All right, I'll see. I'll switch out your headset. I don't know what you did. It worked completely you, fine. You unplugged this one. What is now? That's what happens when he goes in there. But yeah. I know. Um, I think one of the things that you know you, you were not concerned about, but you wanted to make sure that you had was. You, you had to have different scoring elsewhere. You had players step up off the bench, and well, you also had you know, this team is Trey capable Murphy of that. Well, it's funny you say that because that's exactly what CJ was said after the game. It's like, yeah. hey, trust us here. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's a big part of our team. He's an all-world player, and we're going to miss him. But we got a lot of guys who are capable of playing different roles, and we'll get an opportunity to kind of show different stuff, and hopefully that pays off for us later on in the season when everybody is back. But no one person is going to replace what he does. You know, that's impossible. It's about, you know, everybody collectively playing better, playing smarter, you know, executing the game plan and understanding that our room for error is smaller. You know, when you have injuries, when a guy like Brandon's out, when a guy like Z's out, your room for error is smaller and Larry's out. Um, so you got to be that much more sharp. And then when everybody comes back, you still stay as sharp as you were before and you'll be better. Um, you know, they did this last year without Zion. And they can do it again. Uh, it, it's a shame that that streak, the net streak was broken last night. 
because you kind of hope they're coming in a little bit, you know, confident. And now they're going to be irritated. So I'm thinking um, they need to come out of this. I mean, how many games do we have in three weeks? It's a like handful. 15. Yeah, it's it, like C.J. McCollum so, said, coming up, uh, it, it's going to be a tough stretch here is what he had to say. Yeah, knock on wood. You know, we try to do what we can to take care of our bodies, do the little stuff, you know, take advantage of the, the resources around us. You know, we some of us have our own resources that we use at home. And um, I think for me it's just about preparation, trying to do the right thing, trying to make sure my body feels better as the season progresses, getting lifts in after games, uh, seeing my PT, you know, getting massages, trying to get sleep, hydrate. You know, we got a, a tough stretch of games coming up, I think. We got another five and seven or four and six, and we got 16 games in 30 days. So we got to be ready to play. And, you know, injuries are a part of the game, but you got to be able to adapt and other guys got to step up. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about this last night, Scott. I, it's not that you, you want this, obviously. And I'm just trying to look for silver linings or some added benefit of this here. You know, I'm watching last night and I'm looking at all the scores and the other team's top players. Right, and this is the benefit of getting off to the start that you did, and having won your seventeenth game now here at home is it's bought you a little leeway. And what I mean, but it's not a lot because it's crazy. No, because they blew a lot of games they should have won. I hear you, but you know the Lakers won again last night. Watching that game, and look, they came into that game in the twelfth spot, but only four games out of the sixth seed. Okay, yeah. and they won yesterday. Now they're two games or yeah, one full game out of the tenth seed. So they're moving up. My point is. Like, you look at Phoenix. That's a team that doesn't have Devin Booker for a month, right? Last week that started. Um, they're now in the eighth spot. Chris so they're Paul, winning. No, they're not. They're losing. Uh, but they're Chris losing. Paul's had to, you know, Chris Paul <laughs> has to carry that team now. LeBron's had an incredible streak, but he's carrying it. So and these guys are old. It, it, it's what know? I'm getting at is if there's a silver lining, Zion was dominating, and he's getting now three to four weeks probably off of his legs. Now. I would love him. I'd rather him be playing. Yes. But when he comes back, that that's a month that he's that's wear and tear. That's all of that. I mean, if I'm trying to, it find is. But a positive, you know, he's going to be yeah. rusty when he comes back. I, yeah, but you can get because that rust Zion, up in a week or something. Zion. Like, you know? What's a shame is he had just gotten into. And he was killing it. He was killing no. He was running up and down you know, the court. He, he, was he had figured it out. Defense. He was, he was doing he, all. He of was that. assists and he was yeah. doing everything. He was doing everything that he needed to do to be MVP caliber. And, um, you know, now, you know, we, we knew with Zion, there's going to be injury potential. He's shown it since. Yeah, but I mean, look, a hamstring is a hamstring. Devin Booker is in quote unquote great shape but and you're supposed to be taking care of your hamstrings. Yeah. So that doesn't matter. I, I don't think it's him not taking care of something. No, I didn't say that, but maybe he needs to focus on his hamstrings because of his body. Though. You know, one of those injuries, man, that happened. It happens. Uh, we'll talk with Jim Eichenhofer next. It's the Sports Hangover Live at Katie's. Deli, Pizzeria. It's uh, the Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. What's it tighten it up for me now? Oh, yeah. Tighten up on that base now. Tighten it up. <laughs> yeah. Celebrating 75 years in business. 
Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hi, welcome back. Sports Hangover live at Katie's. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) Francesca's by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. Jim Eichenhofer, Pelicans.com. Joining us, sir, are you this afternoon? I'm great, Gus. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Um, so we've we've had a little fun over on the pregame and postgame show and podcast with you as well. We've named you the Oracle because you correctly have predicted how this um, you know Pell's team was going to be. I was a little nervous what this team would be like without Zion for three weeks, but. If the first half is any indication of what maybe can happen, I guess C.J. McCollum was right with what he said after the end of the game. Just go ahead and trust him that they, they got a pretty good uh, team, huh? Yeah, I would like to claim that I have these magical, mystical powers. But I, I would say my confidence is just based on, and some I hate making predictions, but some of the ones that I have made lately have just been based on what I've seen all season. So really it's been just a matter of, of seeing how they've played in the first, you know, close to 40 games of the season when they've been shorthanded, which has been almost every game they've been shorthanded in some way. So um, I feel like the combination of when they've been at home and also if you look at how they've done against teams below 500, they're really, they've had a really good record. It's been consistently able to beat those kinds of teams. I think they had a couple losses early in the season that were to teams that we thought were going to be really bad but weren't. And so when you look back at them, you know, they're not as bad as they might have looked at the time, such as the home opener loss to Utah and one of the games they lost on the road early in the season at Indiana. So, but I mean, they've done, they've done well in that situation where they're at home and they're playing against a team that's 
really struggling the way Houston is. So I felt pretty good about last night going into it. Ali Cosell tweeted yesterday that without Brandon Ingram and Zion, it's happened five times this season, and the Pelicans were 4-1. and one. In those yep. games, he specifically mentioned Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy as guys that step up and have made some good plays. And uh, more importantly, the, the average was interesting because the average that they had going into that game was um, – Pretty much what they hit on yesterday. In other words, they had come into that game averaging, uh, what, 18 points for Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall, 16 points. When you look at last night, Trey Murphy had 14 points, two off of that, but Najee hit 16 points. Are those two guys, guys that I guess are going to have to do that and you can depend on to be able to provide that? Because that's what you're going to kind of need, huh? Yeah, I think Trey is more, it's more vital that Trey produces scoring because that's more of what you expect from him. And one, maybe his biggest strength is just his, obviously his shooting ability and how many, how much he can score. Najee's really more of a hustle defender guy, but he's shown that he can produce offense at a rate that I don't think people thought he was maybe capable of. Um, but I think across the board, you have a lot of guys that, I think sometimes we make the mistake of pigeonholing a player and saying, you know, he's only capable of doing this much. But you're saying that having only seen him play, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game, and then you, you ramp it up to he's playing 30, 35 minutes. Um, Najee played 33 last night, for example. Right. And you see that they can just do more with, with more opportunities and more minutes. So, I mean, it's a, to me it's a credit to the player development that they've done that they have a lot of guys that just seem to be – itching to get more responsibility because they seem to run with it every time. And that's kind of what C.J. McCollum sort of said yesterday after the game, Jim, that um, they're going to be okay because this does give opportunity to other guys that are hungry, that haven't been playing, and want to play and show that. Now, I've touched on it before with Aaron in postgame, with Aaron Summers as, you know, like her, you guys are there at every practice and see it. Maybe fans don't know that, but where it comes from, and maybe it comes from an understanding is the the games or the scrimmages or the one-on-ones that happen after practice with Corey Brewer. You heard CJ touch on it, Najee touch on it. Like, they're getting game-like action after practice for the guys that aren't getting on the court, so I guess they're ready come game time. Yeah, that's true. And I think a lot of it, too, just goes back to the kind of players that they've the front office has brought in. I mean, these guys are very motivated. There's a lot of guys that love the game. And so, I mean, you can put a guy, you know, Gus, you can put a guy in the gym. You can lock a player in the gym for 15 hours a day, but if he doesn't really love basketball, he's probably not going to get keep getting better because Good he's point. just kind of checking off a box. Like, okay, I'm, I spent my time in the gym and now I get to go home. But, I mean, a lot of these guys are just so um, intent on improving because they love to play so much. And I think a lot of them, like I said, are motivated. They're hungry. To show that in the case of Najee or Jose Alvarado, right, I was not drafted, and I should have been drafted. And then some of the other guys thought that they should have been picked higher than they have been, and they've, right. you know, you go out on the court and say, "I'm going against some of these first round picks." I mean, Houston is an example. They have several guys that were picked pretty high, and you want to prove that you know what you can do against those players. And I mean, I think a lot of it is you know the time that you put in is, is totally important. Like you were just talking about the practice time, the one on one stuff, the with the coaches, but I think at the core of it, you have to have guys that really have the right mentality, and I feel like across the board, this is what the Pelicans have right now. 
I think one of the other things, Jim, speak with Jim Eikenhoff for Pelicans.com as well is, um, I, I wouldn't, I, I guess a recipe, right? That you sort of are going to need from some of these guys here as well. The bench, you're going to need some of those guys to, uh, be consistent, I guess, in their scoring here as well. And look, you know me, I, I love me some Billy Hernan Gomez and to see him put up 14 points yesterday. Jose, his shot starting to come back a bit. He had 13 all in the first half. You'd like some more scoring in the second, but. Dyson Daniels at five, Hayes with four. You're going to need 20, 30 points off that bench consistently here the next couple of weeks until everybody gets back, huh? No doubt. And I think, you know, we've had several seasons in the past where we talked about going into the year, we think this team is really deep, and then the season starts and you realize maybe it isn't close to as deep as you thought. But I think this year, when you look at the roster and you say, a couple of the guys, Billy Hernan Gomez mentioned, Jackson Hayes is another one, who were getting DMPs a ton earlier in the season, but you look at them and you're like, this guy is good enough to be in a rotation in the NBA. So having 12 or 13 guys, however, whatever number you want to make it, that are legitimate people that can contribute and help you win games, I mean, it, it, it's never coming in more, more in handy than right now when you have two of your best players are both out, and you've had other guys throughout the season that have missed games and missed time. I mean, this is not just the Pelicans thing. It's the, the whole NBA more guys are missing more games than ever before. So I think the value of having beyond 10 guys, you know, beyond the first string and the second string, has never been more valuable than it is right now. And I think that's a big reason why the Pelicans are 10 games over 500. It, it, when you fact, after you factor in the number of games that Ingram has missed and to a lesser degree the games that Zion has missed as well, I mean, they're right. still able to win because the guys they're putting on the court are, in many cases, the depth, the second string now is better than a lot of the second string that other teams have when they're at full strength. So that's a, that's a huge factor and it's very important, like you said, going forward. Jim, we're talking about obviously Trey, Najee, Alvarado, Billy. There's a lot of players that I think Pels fans immediately kind of think of. Maybe not so much, but they should, of course, with Jonas Valanciunas, huh? I mean, he was kind of key. 17 rebounds yesterday and you heard CJ coach touch on how he's had to change his role a bit with Zion being healthy and playing this year. But, man, he, he's an important piece to this team, isn't he? Yeah, I think the appreciation for him has always been there throughout the entire season. And, I mean, obviously this team did not change very much from last year. So even going back to last season, people understood how important he was, especially in the beginning of the year when they were scratching and clawing just to get wins and of the few wins they did get early in the reg- previous regular season, he was a big part of them even being able to get those. So I think, I mean, obviously the injuries are a big negative and no one wants to see anybody out, but it, it is going to probably elevate him into a role where more consistently from night in and night out, the offense is going to run through him a little bit. They're going to make sure that he's getting more touches in the low post just because they need that rock on offense, that consistent guy that they can go to that can score. And I mean, he, in the game against the Rockets, he just kind of overwhelmed them. He had 16 points and 17 rebounds. There's a lot of teams that just don't have anybody that can kind of move him off of his spot. So if he plants himself right under the basket or right in the middle of, of the paint, right. there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do against him, especially if you have younger bigs that don't have a lot of you know size or muscle. So I think he's going to feast on a, on a lot of nights in the situation that they're in right now where they, they need his low post scoring and what he can do around the basket. Jim, we talked about it last night in postgame. Not many home games in the month of January. Here, only five left in the month of, of January, and we're only on January 5th. 
they're all going to be key. Surprise that last night was a, a sellout and how big can a sellout crowd be tomorrow against a very good Brooklyn's team that, that's playing really well. But when you have a crowd like that, it does help Jose and the other reserve yeah. and role players, right, to kind of get that energy, man. I, I think it's going to be yeah. key for the crowd tomorrow to get into it, the 11th sellout of the season. Yeah, tomorrow I think it's, it's going to be superb. I think I'm really looking forward to just seeing what the building is like. Hopefully people can get there a little bit earlier because the game moved from 7.30 to now 6.30 to accommodate ESPN and their broadcast. But you're right. I mean, the crowd has been such a huge factor. And we see across the NBA that a lot of role players play better at home than they do on the road for whatever reason. I mean, the support helps a ton. But, you know, when you, you mentioned, you know, is it surprising to have a sellout game on a Wednesday against the Houston team that, frankly, is one of the probably bottom two or three teams in the league? I think it would have been a massive surprise if you told me that this was going to happen last season or even a couple months ago. But it's getting to the point where the crowd is so consistently either a sellout or close to it that I'm not that surprised anymore when this situation comes up and, and you see the place is packed and even you look in the upper bowl and there's hardly any empty seats even before tip-off. So, I mean, it's been, it's been quite a transformation, and I think it's also become a national story, which I'm looking forward to seeing how ESPN discusses that tomorrow and having some of their people be here just to get to experience how we have a playoff atmosphere here now for yeah. season games. Not even halfway through the year. No, I mean it, it's it's legit. I mean, again, you know, it's not being disrespectful; it's just being factual. Houston at the bottom of the Western Conference, and you had a sellout crowd on a Wednesday, and and with the news that Zion's out for three weeks, like you know this, yeah. Jim. We kind of talked about that last week on the podcast. In the past, you wouldn't release that news until you absolutely had to, because you know people wouldn't show up. Sure, and I think. This is one thing that John DeShazer has talked about on the broadcast and, and podcast and even tweeting that I think is a great point. The Pelicans have gotten to the point where the fans appreciate the team itself. And you can pull a guy or two out of the lineup, and people still are excited to go to see the games. And you can say, like, okay, they're not playing against the marquee team, whereas maybe, you know, five, ten years ago, there might have been a lot of fans that were like, I only want to go when they're playing against the Warriors so I can see Steph Curry. I feel like the love that the the fans and the city has for the Pelicans now has changed that totally around where they just want to see the they want to see the Pelicans play. They want to see Jose Alvarado. It's amazing the embrace that the, the the fans have given to even the players that are you know on the depth chart are not starters and maybe even seventh, eighth, ninth man. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has made a big difference to the point again where I say it's not that surprising because people aren't deterred by you know some. Things that come up late in the in the game, like you know, okay, we just found out that Zion's not going to play, and those kinds of things. Jim Eikenhoff for Pelicans.com, man. Thank you for the perspective. And if you see Joe, go ahead and just smack him on the back of the head. For me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'll do that, but uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> there he is, man. ladies and gentlemen, the Oracle. Go check him out. Him and uh, Joe and Aaron do the podcast Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I believe, here as well. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Yep. When we come back to Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria, look at the grin on your face. Look at the grin on your face. You know I struggle with that for some reason, Scott. I don't know why. I don't know why. (laughs) You you take too much solace in it. Leave. 
is crushing his spaghetti and meatballs. I thought John Forcate said he was going to eat half of the meatballs. So. I, I was going to eat half of it. I didn't know how long you're going to be running your lips over there. <laughs> well, I did it for you. I, well, I appreciate it. If I'd have known that, then I slowed down my meal. <laughs> we'll be but back. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Shop limited-time deals at the truckload event at Lowe's. Happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the truckload event today. Ballot 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. As a parent, you know you can't prevent every accident. Play it safe with the right equipment. Add a mouth guard to your child's sports or recreational equipment list to help prevent the impact of a painful and costly facial injury. Mouth guard should be fitted so it does not misalign the jaw. Lightweight, strong, Easy to clean, properly sized, covering the upper and lower teeth and gums. If your child does sustain a facial injury, seek an evaluation from an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. OMSs are experts in handling injuries to the face, mouth, and jaws. Learn more at myoms.org. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If I happen to be in an area where there was any type of bear mm-hmm. at all, and you were with me, Max, mm-hmm. and, and something was going on, yeah. I would try to help. I think if I had like a bat or something, yeah, you, yeah, try, you, you try, try to hear you something I can spook them. But that's why I don't do stuff like that. Why right. I don't? Even, I'm not even putting myself in an area where there's a bear. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. All right, let's get into it here a little bit. Chef Scotty somehow managed to fix your headset. And John Forcade <laughs> here as well, who absolutely devoured Lee, who's a frequent caller and listener. He's uh he's now completed his spaghetti and meatballs. Both of y'all are really good at just destroying. We all's lunches there. This salad takes at least an hour and a half. Yeah, for you to yeah. flip it and mix it all up. Well, pour your, mean, you were so delicate when I, you were pouring your stuff. There's just, a process. It's I, the wasabi ranch, which is absolutely delicious. Chef okay. Scotty, hand, you, make, you make this, right? The, the wasabi you ranch. You can mix it all it's together. Good stuff, right? Then the honey mustard. Yeah, man. The salad, all the stuff, oh, man. Yeah. Well, dude, you have everything in here. You have, I know. What's in the Chef Scott salad? Oh, it's a chef salad. So it's got Swiss, American, ham, um, tomatoes, onions, egg, bacon. Get a little bit. Yep. Get a little of everything. everything. Cucumbers yep. there as well. And uh, all of that is in there. It's delicious. And you went with the... the I went with his grandmother's. Gra- oh, so it's grandma. No, it's mother-in-law's. Okay. Mother-in-law's meatball sandwich. 
Somebody's meatballs. It's his mother-in-law. It was delicious. I had to correct it. He corrected me. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, Lee will let you give your take here on the Pels and also the Saints here. But I want to kind of touch on something that um, I, I, I hit on yesterday. But, John and Scott, I, I want your opinions on this. First and foremost, Sport Rack put out a list yesterday, if you remember, um, of the quarterbacks that could potentially be available, right? He starts with Lamar Jackson. Now he's out there, of course. They could franchise tag him, you know, but it's again potentially available. Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton, Jordan Love, Mike White, Zach Wilson, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Marcus Marietta. And Mitch Trubisky. Now, Lee just asked John during the break, anybody on that list stick out to you, John? Derek Carr. Okay. Garofalo, you got to go look at him as well. If I'm, I'm going to tell you the guys that I, I feel like. Okay. Uh, you know, Carr, Garofalo, obviously. Um, you want to you want to definitely look. Look, I, I got nothing wrong with, uh, you know, well, Dalton, about the, for the older guys, but because he, he's been here. But. New offense quarter has got to be here first and foremost. Well, that, that's kind of where I start with, with most of this, right? right? Scott, first off, anybody on that list, you're like, oh, let's go make a play for of the available possible quarterbacks that are available, Scott. What about him? Is there, is there, is there a quarterback that I just mentioned well, that you're like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him here in the black and gold of all of them that I just gave? I... With the right offensive coordinator, Derek Carr. Okay, but that's what I'm getting at, though, right? right. So, I mean, you said Derek Carr. You said Carr or Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Here as well. I know, right. and I'm, I'm even throwing Baker Mayfield. Just the fact that because you got a good defense here, well, and if you get the right coordinator, who's who's, it's all about the coordinator. Okay, well, well let, let me throw in a caveat. Ready? All right. Because I was doing the same thing with you guys. I was looking at this yesterday, and I was thinking about it. And last night. I'm sitting there with Lessies, Crescent City Sports, and we're kind of talking a little bit about this. And I was like, you know, the more I think about it, something keeps popping in my head. It is like the you would think off season comes starting on Monday when the season ends, and you're like, hey, absolutely, boom, right? Guess what? Quarterback is the the number one thing you you would think about, right? Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. That's what it is. We need more than that. Well, yeah. there, there we go, Scott, because that boy Wolf yesterday tweeted something that stood out to me as well. And he goes, you know, Marcus Davenport's a free agent. David Onyemata's a free agent. He, he, he wrote Peyton Turner. Like we meh. just signed Onyemata. Cam Jordan could be a possible cap casualty. I'll add retirement. I'll add could he be a guy like a Drew Holiday that, you know, says, hey, look, I want to. I want to try to win a Super Bowl. I don't think the Saints are there. I'm okay if you guys want to trade me somewhere like a Minnesota, San Francisco, somewhere where maybe they're a Super Bowl contender, could use a piece a year or so. That guy's destined for the NFL Network or a TV gig within the next year or two. I, I, I think that, right? So that could be a possibility. But if he does leave or the Saints trade him or retires, your, your defensive line is gone. Is in really bad because look again, Marcus Davenport got benched Sunday. 
Now, you're not – maybe you offer him a year or two deal. It's going to be on the low end. I, I, but you need bodies, and I get it. He's a first-round pick. But my point is, there's question marks there. Oh. Now, let's go to the offensive line. How much has he played? Okay. Well, right. saying, well, the first-round pick's always getting cut, too, right. now. They don't care no more. But that's what I'm getting at, right? Because immediately I'm thinking, quarterback, absolutely. we got to focus on that. And then I paused and I went, it doesn't matter who I have – because you just said, well, you got a good defense, right? Well, well, do you? Because the line's playing better now, but I don't know who my line is. Do we do something different at safety or not? I, there's a lot of question marks in that. And in the offensive line, guys, I'm concerned with Ryan Ramchek. They basically sat him every Wednesday to rest him. He's been injured for about a year and a half. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying it's, it's something to think about here, right? Um, Penning? Looks like he's your left tackle next year. Maybe you move Hurst in over Ruiz. Had a nice year before he got hurt. So I don't know if I'm completely concerned about that line. But I'm just thinking right now, where the division is, where I'm at, I need to invest my draft picks and my cap in building the lines. Offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, I mean, the Saints I go back with Dalton, who's going to be an affordable Right. Option. Worst case scenario. Here's where it comes at, John. We don't do well. I'm a top five pick next year with a whole lot of other quarterbacks coming out as well that I can draft. Now, that's going to be something the fan base has to stomach and understand that. Yeah. You know? But to me, that makes the most, I, I need my draft picks and whatever capital I have because the names that you mentioned at quarterback, first off, I got to trade for them. I'm gonna have to well, trade for Derek Carr. I'm gonna have to trade for Jimmy not if G. They cut him. Would you cut him though if you're Vegas? No, the, Vegas not cutting the, him. The Colts, the Jets, the Saints, the well, Bucks, the Panthers. There are a lot of teams that want a quarterback. So my point is, it's gonna cost me draft capital. It's probably gonna cost me fifty, sixty, seventy, a hundred million dollars. You know, I would rather invest that money and whatever draft picks I have in my line. Andy, come on back. Let's see who's <laughs> what we got. And if we stink, we stink. Well, and then I'm a top it, five pick, and I can go get my quarterback. Well, here's a scenario. Just, it is just, to me, it's one of those things. It, it's None of this is going to be fun. But and, and, again, the same way. that You have Dennis Allen. You don't have a coach that you're paying $8, 10000000 million. I just think that makes the most sense from an organizational standpoint. It's tough. Because you're going to have to say we're rebuilding. What are they going to do think with that Davenport? They, they, what, what are you talking about? They pulled him Sunday. He, he, Curtis Granderson is the starter. He saw yeah. all the snaps on there and it took him off of there. So, and, but Granderson's a good, you know, Anyamada. I didn't we just sign him. It sounds like he no, just signed a contract I, again. But since he's come back from that suspension, it's been a bit different. And he I has, see you, West Bank, Rick, but I only been, got a minute left. I'll come into the top been of the hour. Thought he was going to be yeah. either, he, you know. But the, what do you do, John? Well, got about 60 seconds here. We'll hit the uh, break really, and come I mean, back. You're going to go after a quarterback if you want to go. Wait a year. You got better prospects coming up. Go after a free agent quarterback that's high on the list, and then you got to worry about your O line and your D line. But I'm thinking if you're looking at quarterback, you don't like what you got without a pick. You can wait here. Go get you someone, Dalton, and get somebody else and say, here's your backup That's and here's your starter. Let them compete. I have no problem with that right now. they got problems with other, other areas that they got to work you gotta, on, too. you got a roster a little older stuff. What are they going to do with James? Well, I still got to pay him. Well, do you release him? You trade him. Let him go somewhere else. But, look, you look elsewhere around the league. 
there's a lot of different options. West Bank Rick will come to you at the top of the hour. We're live at Francesca, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday afternoon out here enjoying lunch. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report is brought to you by Rouse's Market. You'll love us for more than just low prices, like unbeatable quality and making shopping easy with pickup and delivery options. Come shop with us today. Rouse's Markets feels like home. The Saints are